1: for dropping into the cast party join the cast and crew as they are flung like a frisbee from their hollywood film set into the crazy world of dungeons and dragons and
0: action
3: shh, shh. thank you all for joining me on another episode of jetting around the world with jet chambers where I give you a deep dive into all the incredible creatures the world has to offer. This week, we're going to be talking about the Metallic Dragon. Known for their elusiveness, these beasts can rarely ever be seen. Their bright shining scales can reflect light up to 90,000 lumens. Wouldn't want to be an anthill under this guy's magnifying glass. Averaging around 2,000 miles in length, These majestic, metallic dragons weigh as much as three entire suns. Even I can't lift that much. Now, before we continue, I just wanted to say a quick thank you to all the fans of jetting around the world with (laughs) jet chambers. I have just been informed before filming that we are sadly being cancelled. Something about our facts aren't even remotely accurate. Meh. Unicorns aren't as cool as you think they are. Eh. Thank you all so much for the wonderful three episodes. I cannot wait to see what this crazy world has to offer me next. This has been Jet Chambers, blasting off
1: again. I've told you so many times that we can't use that. This episode of Cast Party is sponsored by Podcorn. We have been personally using Podcorn and wanted to take a second to chat with you guys about it. Listen... If you run a podcast or if you're even thinking of starting a podcast, you need to sign up for Podcorn. So Podcorn is an online marketplace connecting podcasters with amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities, such as pre-roll and mid-roll ads like this one, topical discussions, interviews, giveaways, and so, so much more. It has been incredibly easy to pop on the site, see what sponsorships are available, and submit my pitch to them for Cast Party. Podcorn makes it truly simple to find podcast sponsors that fit you and your show. And the best part? There is no middleman. Podcasters of all sizes can browse and choose opportunities that are right for them directly on the platform. You never have to give up rights to your show, and Podcorn is with you every step of the way to ensure you're not only protected, but properly compensated for the work that you do for brands. You work hard to produce your podcast, just like we do. So keep your creative freedom and have full control of how and when you monetize your show. Click the link in the show notes to sign up for Podcorn and start browsing for your very own sponsorship opportunities. Thank you so, so much again to Podcorn for their continued support. And if you're a podcaster, you need to click that link down below.
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cast Party. My name is Colin McManus, and I will be your director for today. I am joined by my whiny cast and crew, Ryan McManus.
1: Hi, Sebastian Vivaldi Greensleeves, an emo at heart musician who grew up with quite a few pets, actually. There was a Great Dane named Mozart, a little calico cat named Shakespeare, and his best friend, a Bernese mountain dog, named Bark. Um, his parents thought people would understand that it was supposed to be a pun on Sebastian Bach, but he doesn't think anyone really got it.
4: Is it spelled with a C-H, at least? It is now. Bark?
2: <laughs> 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 B-A-R-C-H? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And a Brisbane.
4: Blueberry Sky. You know, she's
0: chillin'.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Nigel
5: Deacon. What's up, uh, Xander Gucci Supreme, who no matter what he does, his uh, bedroom always smells like Popeye's chicken, and he finds that super weird <laughs> since he's never once been to a
2: Popeye's.
4: <laughs> so how does he know?
2: I mean, he, people have eaten Popeye's around him. Okay, there you go. Popeye's does have a very specific smell. You want to know who always smells like Popeyes? Vince Perino. (laughs) Hey.
3: (laughs) Uh, Jet the Boulder Chambers, uh, one thing that Jet likes to do at work is he likes to screw with one or two people every once in a while without them knowing. So one thing that he would like to do is go out and buy Popeyes, and then he would always put it into Xander's (laughs) bag. Uh, So he didn't know for like months. And for some reason, every time Xander came in, he started to smell more and more like Popeyes.
2: That was great. i so like, glad you connected Would he,
3: like, take that. it
4: out after a while so he'd never even know it was there?
3: Oh, yeah. He never knew. He never knew. It was, ju- it was just a little bit. Like, maybe take a little piece of, like, the skin from, from like, fried chicken and throw it in, like, one little bag, part of the bag here, and then, like, maybe a french fry there. Do
2: they do they do french
3: fries? Yep. I've never had <laughs> yeah. fries.
2: Yeah. They have, like, those potato wedges. I love potato yeah, so wedges. They take, like,
3: a quarter of a potato wedge and put it, like, in another pocket. And next thing you know, there's, like, a whole whole meal in there.
2: Alright, let's get right into it and talk about what happened last time. We started off with some mushy lasagna being pulled out of Sanders' pants. Altogether, you snuck into and through Al's chemicals to get back to the boats after Jet took a little tumble on the way down. You started rowing back to past Al when Jet saw a large dragon in the sky to the northwest. Its one wing was maimed in some way and was moving entire clouds with the gusts of its flight. The profile of a dragon head made of light appeared on Jet's necklace before slowly fading. You reached the boathouse and went inside to meet a man who called himself Barret. You quickly deduced this was indeed Zephyr and coaxed him into working with you for a price. You gave him 250 gold to begin planning, but he is still expecting 50 platinum from you before going on such a dangerous mission. Deciding the best way to get money, you all decided to go back to Haven to speak with Kovar, but first wanted to check up on things at Visage. When you arrived at the market, you saw a tabaxi woman speaking to a crowd of people, persuading them to give their allegiance to the Ashen Phoenix, as they are the ones truly trying to help the people of Passed Out. After some conversing on the subject, you saved some fish and a water hermit crab, and found no Vecnus, no Wajinkli, and no safe. You brought the fish to Zephyr, and he seemed rather excited to have a new tank. Finally, you ended up at Haven, meeting a shirtless Minotaur, and discovering that Kovar was killed by the Ashen Phoenix the night before. Xander and Nomura stayed outside with the weapons and bags, while the rest of you headed inside to speak with Jiria. He informed you that he could not pay you well, but if you complete this last thing he needs help with, you will become wildly rich. He wants you to go to New Beginnings Winery, kill the leader of the Ashen Phoenix. Well, he wants you to kill all of them, but will be happy enough with just the leader being killed. You left Haven, informed Xander of the job request, and talked about your options. Now, you are standing in Pastau, it is just past noon, which tends to be a pretty dark time in Pastau, as the sun is directly overhead and blocked by the bridge. You are away from Haven, away from the winery, everything seems calm. You are standing by the recently finished mural of the Pegasus running out of the cocoon as a small halfling man passes by, riding a large mastiff with two small saddlebags headed for the market. And so the scene is set. The question is, what will you do next?
4: I just realized why you called us whiny castmates in the beginning. (laughs) I was like, what do we have to do with wine? Now I remember.
1: Okay, so we we don't really have an actual plan yet, do we?
4: <sighs> um, no. We don't really know much, except it's inside this winery.
5: Hopefully. I mean, like, what if the dude's not there? Yeah, we don't even know the dude's name.
4: Look, if we could make this work, if we could get inside, find their safe house or whatever with all the money they stole and just steal the money back I'm fine with that and just
1: get out I mean that's not a bad idea
5: if we're gonna sneak in I'm gonna have to change first of all jet yes uh second of all if <laughs> we plan on being in town any longer than it's gonna take us to get this stuff and like get homie out so that we can get to the prison we might be making enemies of two major factions in this town if we're just gonna steal it you know what I'm saying?
4: True, but also we're hoping to get out of this town as soon as we get the money. Right?
5: Yeah. Do we really plan on sticking around longer than we need to? I mean, no. But things happen. Circumstances change. Yeah. We're stuck here longer than we expected to.
1: So if uh, there, there, we could go in and steal it. We could go in and talk to him. We could go in, guns blazing. I don't know. There's so many options. And what?
5: What's the best choice? Wait a second. I got an idea. What if we go in and slip the homie this grave dust? If we can find out who he is and like mix it into his tea or something. Oh, we forgot to make the tea. <laughs> mix it into his like tea or something. Like then he comes to almost death. We go and tell the dudes and we're like, hey, dude's dead. We got the money. Peace. And then he like miraculously comes back to life not our problem anymore.
4: We don't even know how to figure out who the leader is.
5: Yeah, we don't know
1: the leader and also I'm pretty sure that guy said it was going to do good things for you too and he only gave us one dose. Um which he said was for a normal person. So like yeah, you could take that all, but then good things might happen, you know?
5: I don't know how drugs work, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh well, let me let me tell you but um the good things are usually like mental i think <laughs> he's not going to get like a strength buff from this your friend sea legs homie he said uh he said that it brings you to like the brink of death and it was the best feeling that or most exciting feeling i don't remember but he uh i don't think he said like necessarily it was going to be like a good thing like he's not going to become a superhero either way just a thought we can continue on with other thoughts
1: So that's true. It could possibly mess with his mental enough to where, like, maybe we can persuade him a little more. You said it's all mental. Like, maybe it would be easier to talk to him or at least mess him up, you know?
5: All right, I'll keep keep the gravedust handy and I'll close it into my hand. (laughs)
4: Literally, like, the only thing I could think of to efficiently get to whoever the leader is is knock on the door and whoever answers it, we charm them. And ask them to take us to the leader.
5: Take us to your leader.
4: Because we have business. Like, that's the best I can think of.
1: Yeah, we could do that and be, like, super intimidating and stuff, too, you know? Like, but, but, but like, in a nice way. What? You know, like, um, take us to your leader, friend.
4: <laughs> More like, it's super important. We have super important news on a need-to-know basis yeah. for the leader, you need to take us to him, Brad. Like a
1: sense of urgency. Okay, but then what happens if we yeah, get to yeah. the leader? Like, we could just say, hey, we have some... Then we
4: just got a guns blazing at that point, I feel like.
1: Because we could always just say we have, like, insider info on the voiceless. Because, I mean, they technically know that we have been working for them. Well, at least a couple of the dudes do. Then what? Uh... Guns blazing, like you said.
4: <laughs> We're already there. What's the point of saying <laughs> capturing their trust for a second?
1: Well, I meant just so they could, like, if if it comes to it, and they're like, "Oh, what kind of urgency stuff do you have?" Oh, if the
4: doorman asks. Yeah. Well, they're charmed by us. They're going to trust us. They're not going to ask for specifics.
1: Okay. Well, if we do
5: back pocket, here's here's another suggestion. We could be reporters because everyone loves reporters. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing, we're doing a story on on the voiceless to bring awareness, and
4: and I'm sure they have nothing to hide, and they would love to welcome reporters into their hideout.
5: Exactly. Do they even have reporters in this world? They
1: do. Us. We could start this whole enterprise here, guys. The tea on pastel.
4: Should we start a podcast?
1: Ooh. Imagine if we started a podcast, guys. That would be really
5: cool. Honestly, probably one of the best ideas I've heard. It'd be
4: like Pastel's first podcast. It'd be like this land's first podcast. We could really be, you know.
5: Ooh,
1: cast
4: Oh. <laughs> I was thinking, like, interview like powerful people in Pastel, like the leader of Ashen Phoenix.
5: Yeah. So, anyway, um, the charm sounds like a good way to go. Yeah. For uh, for the start, get us in there. So
4: we've got. Two chances for that, right? If mine fails, then Sebastian can go.
5: Yeah, I but can- But then if
4: we both fail, I don't know what happens. We run away and pretend like we were never there, or- nah,
5: then we use Jet's charm, his hands.
1: Uh, true,
4: okay. Ah,
3: that's, that's a good idea. You know, I'm always up for good charming.
1: Okay.
4: So are we front door or sneaking in back door?
1: Maybe we scope the place out and see, like, where people are kind of gravitating towards like if we see any shady people kind of going around back we could or anybody
3: that we recognize
1: or because we're just here to give info we could always just go up the front door i mean they're going to take us to him anyway that's why
4: i thought like that would be the most efficient cuz like if we sneak through the back we don't know where we're going we're going to run into a few more people before we end up finding the leader
1: probably mm. yeah then it's going to get a little squirrely and that might be rough yeah
5: all right to the front door to the front door <laughs>
4: <laughs> wait can we we guys we need like a, a secret code word for like guns blazing
1: what
5: yeah uh peanuts sassafras
1: peanut peanuts and sassafras uh it's our it's our homeland dish don't ask what sassafras is
4: or or what is peanuts? it an ask and response thing like hey guys peanuts and then we confirm with sassafras ah. Ooh,
1: yeah and majority rules sassafras guns blazing I've realized there's only four <laughs> of us but <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> I, yeah, no, you what? Know, this sounds good. This sounds good. It's uh, so dumb that no one would question it, right? <laughs>
1: exactly.
4: <laughs> Episode title!
1: <laughs> 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 Thank you for doing my job like four weeks in advance for me.
2: <laughs> you guys head towards where you know New Beginnings Winery to be. Come closer and closer to the arch, and you finally see the building. The building itself is two stories, and it is directly butted up to the wall of the arch closest to the water and closest to Valerith. The second story has a large stained glass window, which, just like on the label you had found, has a snake coiled around a wine bottle eating its own tail. The building is not run down, but it's not something super nice either. There is a singular front door with an open sign hanging on it.
3: So, uh... Who's knocking first? One of the charmers, right? Well, I mean, if you really want me to go first, I will.
1: I guess we should all just go up together, but, uh, I don't know. Also, it
4: is open. I guess we could be reporters. No, no, it's a bad
1: idea. (laughs) (laughs) Are there really going to be doormen if the sign says open? You think they do, like, tours? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe we could just take a tour. Get a scope of the land and see what's up. Maybe we we can do one of those, like, uh, Willy Wonka style tours and then uh, like slip away like the naughty children.
4: <laughs> We're going to be the naughty children.
1: Can,
3: can I can I do like an investigation check to see if there's anybody watching us or anybody guarding the doors or anything?
2: Yeah, give me a uh, perception.
3: That's a nat 20.
1: Let's go. Mm,
3: Good start. First roll. First nat 20 with the new dice. Mm.
2: Jet, you're, you're taking a look around while they're talking about Willy Wonka. A few things you notice. There is no back door of any kind because the back of this building is the wall of the arch. So you can see, like, this building basically only has three sides to it. Along with that, doesn't seem to be a lot of people around. There is a little bit of movement inside. There is, like, a front window here. Well, with a nat 20, we'll say you could see into the building a little bit. And it seems like there is a woman who is moving boxes around. She seems to be kind of the only one in the building right now. As far as around you, there are people walking around that seem to be like peasants, some elderly people walking around. Most people are headed towards the market. It seems like the market is recently opening. Other than that, it doesn't look like anyone's watching you.
3: Did you say there's only one door? Yeah, there's like a singular front door. That doesn't meet fire code. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hey, yo, Xander, you know, it would be pretty fucking sick. What's up? If we did like an action movie exit, like when we kill the guy, we run out and we break through the stained glass and then take our
5: berries and then just. Honestly, I had the exact same thought, like no joke, the exact same thought. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So like you should should set your camera
1: up out here and like do it in slow mo, you know?
5: Like Honestly, just point it up but leave the camera out here, you know? Alright. I'll you know what, I'll get like Namora to like put it up on the on the roof so that No Ooh, overhead. Oh my gosh, you can use him as like a drone shot. Beautiful.
1: This is this isn't a bad idea. Okay, sorry, I'm I'm getting distracted.
4: Don't you need your camera for your abilities? No,
1: I love Oh, found Did out. you see him finger... Oh no? <laughs> <laughs>
0: What'd you just say? <laughs> <laughs>
1: see him what?
5: It, oh, go on, finish, finish gonna... your sentence.
0: <laughs> no, did you see him finger blast that guy? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not.
5: Um what what sebastian means to say is that i found out during the fight with the uh, to save cleo's dad that i don't need the camera i can just like make finger guns and bang bang oh
1: my god i'm actually just crying <laughs> holy shit okay oh my god <sighs> So yeah, we don't need
4: the camera. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's better that you have the camera. Just like, you don't want to lose that. You want Nomura in case Nomura can help us.
1: True. Just in case we need like that light again, too. That was pretty helpful. Yeah. Yeah. All right.
5: All right. Good call.
3: Good call. I'll keep it all on me. Should we just go straight to this door? Do we want to plan anything out beforehand? We know peanuts and sassafras. What else do we need?
4: Um. What's our cover story?
1: Uh, oh, wait. Are we doing this reporter thing? Podcast?
5: <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're, we're creating a new form of media for the world. Um, okay. It, uh, and it's called a podcast. We could call it uh, Pastel Party. Okay. Why party? Because we're all together like a party. Maybe, wait, 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 wait. Hold up. We're overthinking this. We're overthinking this. We should just say... That if anyone's asking for for what we're going on, we're just like such big fans of the wine. We just want to meet who is in charge of everything to personally thank them.
4: What if the person who's in charge of the wine is not the same person in charge of the Ashes? That's why
5: I said in charge of the winery, because like the homie's at the top, right? I would assume so. But that's only if we get caught.
4: They might have a fake head, though. Do we go in with, if they ask, we have information from Haven...
5: I think we definitely
1: got to utilize that if we can. I think it's a good in, and it'll at least take us to the right person. But
4: And we're not leading with that, though. We're no, just leading no, no. with we have important business with the no. leader.
1: If, you know, the, the, the workers are like, oh, what do you guys want? We can go the whole reporter route. But then if, like, the big scary guards come up, we should probably uh, get a little more serious. Do you think everyone's going to have the feather tattoo? Because I feel like the workers, the workers might not have it. They might just be innocent bystanders, you know?
4: Yeah, probably.
5: Yeah. Y'all remember that scene in Shrek 2 when they're breaking into Fairy Godmother's house? And they're like, yeah, we're with the Union. Uh, so, we just gotta double check. We we don't, (laughs) don't let anyone else know that we're here. Uh... I just got to head in. We got to take a look at things.
4: We just say we're with the union?
0: Honestly, that's not a bad idea.
5: (laughs) 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 All right. Union assemble. Let's go.
4: (laughs) Sebastian, you you, you go for it first,
0: okay?
1: Oh, okay. I'm going to start walking up the, the walkway to the door. And Sebastian is is very intent on feeling like a detective right now. And his jacket's just going to change entirely into a trench coat. And he's not going to notice. Everyone behind me might, but...
2: (laughs) When entering, you are in a square room with a staircase that wraps around the back wall. There are four huge barrels of wine on their side in the back with taps on all of them as well as a few smaller barrels next to these that aren't tapped and are sitting on the ground. There is a bar with a few stools that stops patrons from getting to the back of this room, as well as there is a small table in one of the corners. Behind the bar, you can see a trap door leading downward, as well as a woman bending over, picking up a box of empty wine bottles. As this woman puts this box on the bar, she goes, Hiya! You here for a tasting?
5: Uh... I mean, guys, come on, we're here. We might as well, right? Just have a little bit of a sip.
1: Yeah, uh, sure. Uh, uh, We're also with the Union, and I'm going to pull open my jacket, and there's going to be a badge inside. It just says the Union.
2: (laughs) As she kind of moves towards you, she appears to be a half-elf, though it's hard to tell. Cannot actually see her ears. She's wearing a basic gown with an apron over top of it, as well as a headscarf wrapped around her neck and her head. Um, I haven't heard of Union before. Uh, but if you'd like a taste, uh, it's five silver. Well, tasting's five silver. I'll give you a rundown of each wine. You can also do a flight, which is three silver. It's the same amount of wine, but you don't get to enjoy my lovely company and my pairing choices.
5: Okay. So, on second thought, um, I, let me let me make sure the rest of the group is ready. Um, for something like that,
2: so we'll we'll come find you when once we've decided. I'll be right here. Feel free to have a seat. We also sell by bottle, and she holds up an empty bottle, and you can see it's shaped really differently. It's It looks more like a liquor bottle. It's, it's like, square instead of, like, a, a round cylinder. And she just says, just, you know, holler, and she gives you a wink, Sander. Nice.
1: Uh, excuse me, I also have a question uh, from, from a union standpoint. Uh, do you, uh, d- by any chance, offer tours of your fine
2: uh, establishment here? Yeah. I, I mean, there's not really anything exciting here to do a tour of.
4: Um, what about union inspections?
1: Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I should have led with that. Uh, we're also here to do an inspection of of the building, you know, at your earliest convenience.
2: I don't know what that entails. I don't know. I don't know what the union is.
4: Just standard um health code. Uh, checkings for example there's only one door here that we've noticed we, we we need to make sure that
1: um there are sufficient exits and we've been told that's a very against fire code uh here in in Pastow.
2: i who do you work for the, the union. union either blueberry or sebastian give me deception you you do it Ooh, okay, 17. So, uh, you're with the Union.
1: Yeah, and I'm gonna flash my badge again. She's She doesn't have a badge. She's undercover. Um, we, we don't want her identity to be, you know, given up.
2: What exactly do you need? You need to see the building. Yeah,
1: just a minor minor tour uh just just to look around, see any fire exits if there uh, are any
4: and a conversation with the the person in charge to get
2: more details. I'm the only one here right now, uh but I'm I in the building? Yes. But I can oh,
1: I'm I'm going to I'm going to take out a, p- a piece of paper and start writing that down. That she's the only yeah, one that's in the concerning building. already? Yeah, this isn't looking good for you.
2: Um listen. Listen. I can just take you around the building really quick. And you can look at stuff. I just don't want any trouble. Oh, no
1: trouble. You seem like a lovely woman. Like I said, we're just we're just here to do our job. I'm sorry it has to come to this. Like, we don't want to be the bad guys here, you know?
2: Right. Okay. Well, let me change the sign on the door so I can take you around the building, okay? Perfect. So she heads back over. She opens the door, changes it to closed closes it, and locks the door. Um, we didn't have any customers right now anyway, uh, so let's do this quickly. Does that work for you all? Yeah, sounds good.
4: Certainly, and hopefully hopefully, someone else is around that we can talk to, really help with um, all the details that you don't seem to be aware of. It gets really nitty-gritty, you know?
2: Again, the only one here right now. Uh, Everyone else works at the distillery.
1: And and I'm I'm sorry. Where is the
2: distillery? It is not in Pastel
1: Oh, interesting.
2: We have everything imported. Okay. Let us go. Do you want me to just take one of you upstairs or
5: uh yeah, why don't, why don't um why don't you two take a look upstairs and we'll we'll man the fort down here in case any customers come through?
2: Well, they
4: they've got the closed sign.
5: Psst, there's a trap door I want to check out.
4: Then you know they got a close sign. I think they're good. I think we should work together.
5: Jed, how do you feel? Uh,
0: <clears throat> uh,
3: um, there, there, there was a couple of code things that I wanted to check out down here too. You know, like how we talked about the exit and like that the windows just don't seem to be about the right size for like a big person, like say I, to go through in case there was a big fire or, you know.
2: Why would you need to go through the window? There are doors right next to the windows. What if the door's on fire?
3: Didn't think of that, did you? We have wine. You have wine? (laughs) <laughs> she gestures two large barrels. Did you know that wine is highly flammable and that could cause the fire to explode?
4: Did you hear that there was a building on the other side of town that burned down just l- last night?
3: Guess what caused it to catch on fire? Wine.
4: So many deaths because it wasn't up to code. We need to make sure things are safe We're here. We are going
3: around to every business and doing this. Blueberry,
2: give me insight.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Seven.
2: She just kind of continues speaking with you. She's got this giddy face on. She looks like a like a customer service person who is dealing with annoying customers. <laughs> like <laughs> You can see through it really easily that she's like, just get this over with. Just get this over with. Please just, uh, I'm fine if you want some wine. You guys can stay down here. Please just don't tap the barrels without me. I just don't want you to ruin anything. I can do it for you here if you'd want to try something. Please don't touch anything. Okay, no problem. We're yeah, just gonna yeah.
5: we're just gonna take a look around, make sure things are there, and we'll catch up with you upstairs yep. in in just a minute. gonna check those code things.
2: Great. I will take you upstairs. She gestures to Sebastian. yep, I'll come too. Are you sure I think she wanted to look down here with the uh the windows? No, I want to
4: make sure everything upstairs is all right as well, especially with only one exit. Got to make sure, you know, the path to the stair and everything is all right. I'm
1: just one man here, ma'am. I can't I can't go over everything on my own. You know, I need a, I need a partner with me. I'm sorry.
4: (sighs) He's he's good at understanding the codes. I'm good with the eyeballs. Right. You know, catching small things that some people don't notice. So
1: that's why I call her my bloober eyes.
4: Yeah, Um, (laughs) which makes no sense to someone who doesn't know my name.
2: Uh (laughs) She starts bringing you upstairs. The upstairs at the top of the stairs is a door. She opens it and leads you in. This room is very square. It's very open. It has almost nothing in it. You see the large stained glass window. And you see a set of large boxes in the center of this room. Other than that, the three walls that do not have the stained glass window have various paintings spread evenly throughout the room. They are all done in different styles, but they are all some sort of animal or mythical creature. The only other thing in this room that is immediately apparent is a bookshelf with some more of these empty wine bottles and some labels. Blueberry? Yep. Yeah. With your passive perception, Mm-hmm. as you walk into this room, you see a corner of this room right next to the stairs you came up. It seems to be a little off. The wall doesn't quite line up.
4: How far is that from the bookshelf?
2: The opposite side of the room.
4: I I don't see any sort of um, gap near the bookshelf, do I?
2: Uh, no. You really like your bookshelves.
0: Uh, <laughs> all I want is to live in a
4: house with a bookshelf door.
2: And what do you have in these boxes? Just extra bottles, mostly.
4: You, you wouldn't mind showing us?
2: I mean, it's the same as over there. And she points to the bookshelf. And you can see there's another box on the ground that has bottles and labels and stuff.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: I will say this is in the direct center of the room,
1: and uh, and and these paintings uh, do they do they serve a purpose if if no one comes up here?
2: I mean, people come up here at times. We sometimes throw tasting parties up here. Hmm. Do the
4: paintings look magical?
2: Uh, give me Arcana
4: nine.
2: The paintings look like paintings
4: very realistic or like stylized?
2: Some very realistic other stylized. They are, It doesn't look like one painter did these or if it was one painter they're very talented in multiple styles. One other thing I should have mentioned the wall with the stained glass window it is covered by a large black curtain. Oh uh,
1: Oh so you can't see the window?
2: No. Oh. Okay. Yeah so if everything is fine up here Why do you feel the need to cover
1: up that beautiful stained glass? We saw it outside. I was admiring it and everything. Why why is it all
2: covered up from the inside? Well, we aren't using this area right now. We'll open it up if we have guests.
1: Is there a reason to cover it up then if it's
2: not even being used? Helps it stand out from the outside. The black background.
4: Is there anything weird happening with the center of the floor or the center of the ceiling?
2: Give me an investigation.
4: 12.
2: Doesn't seem to be.
1: How how big are the boxes in the center?
2: A 15 by 15 foot cube. And are they stacked? Yes.
4: I'm going to in- inspector, very inspector-like, saunter over to the curtain and, and open it.
2: Are you opening it all the way or just like peeking behind it?
4: Start slowly opening it all the way.
1: Yeah, Blueberry, if you could open that just all the way for me. Get some light in here. Then I th- then I really think we can get a lay of the room and, and make right. sure everything is all set here.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Blueberry starts opening it. You can see the stained glass window. You can see a little bit of light coming in from outside. You're opening the curtain all the way? Yep. A bunch of light shines right in the center of this room on these boxes. Sebastian, give me an investigation check with advantage. Thank God, it's advantage.
0: Fuck! Nine. (laughs) Oh. These
2: boxes are now a little brighter. And with that, we're going to move downstairs to Jet and Xander. Jet and Xander, what are you doing after you hear that door close up top? You can actually hear them walking around above you a little bit.
5: Uh, I would like to check out the trap door. You head over. It's not locked. Excellent. I'd like to go into
2: it or look in. Whatever. Pop it open. Looks really dark. I forget. You do not have dark vision? No, but I have a light on my camera. Click. Good thing you kept it on you. (laughs) (laughs) It looks to be a ladder going down to a musty basement. If you're just peeking down, you see some boxes, you see some extra barrels. All that's here, it's a very small basement are extra barrels down here like extra extra kegs hmm okay
5: can i try to look a little closer at everything give me an
2: investigation seven you notice that some of these boxes are a little wet they are like crates and like wood and you can see that some have fungus and stuff growing on them i'll, I'll call back up to jet
5: y'all it looks like there's just some wet boxes down here uh, there's nothing. I don't know. It doesn't look like a thing. So is there anything else we should check out around here? I mean, the windows
3: look like they're OK size, but we definitely need another door in here. Uh, look, uh, Jet, we're not actually like with the union. Um, God damn it. You're right. Okay, Yeah. 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 Um, did, So can I take a good look at those uh barrels to see if like maybe there's something behind them? Give me an
2: investigation. That is a lovely two. It definitely looks like they have taps on them, and it looks like uh, one of them is dripping a little bit.
3: Well, they've got wine. I want to put a little sign above it that says "highly flammable."
2: <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you go over and find some of the, like labels. You don't have a writing utensil, so I'm imagining you, uh, like ripping up different little letterings, <laughs> almost like a serial killer note. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Good. That'll bring that to code. There's nothing really down here now, so I guess let's let's head up and see uh, see what's what upstairs.
2: You guys enter the room. This woman turns around rather quickly. Ah, I thought you were uh, investigating downstairs.
3: We uh, we took care of it. We brought everything to code. Um, we made some changes down there for you. You'll see when you get back down there. But everything's mm. in tip-top shape now.
2: Please tell me you didn't break anything. No, nothing at all,
4: Sebastian. Yeah, maybe you could charmingly ask for a bit of a tour of next room, if there is one.
1: Yeah, perfect. Um, let me let me try this first. Uh, hey, excuse me. Yes. Now that my associates are back up here, I, I did notice there was a basement. Um, I. I yes. I mean, I would very much like you to take me down there, please.
5: Uh yo, Sebastian, it's all good. Everything checks out.
1: No, no, uh, no. I I need her to show me around here. Um and I'm like pointing to the boxes like kind of like sneakily like
2: give me persuasion.
1: Uh, 15.
2: Will your friends be joining us?
1: i I don't think so i I know blueberry is still oh, I'm sorry, this is blueberry by the way i I'm Sebastian. she's gonna be staying up here just she's gonna just do one more once over this room and then and then she'll meet us downstairs mm-hmm. to go over that other one. I just wanted to get a head start just so we can get out of your hair as quickly as humanly possible here.
5: Plus uh me, me and Jet here, we're on the contractor side of things, so we'll just make sure that the structural integrity of the whole building is uh, is you know where it needs to be. And I'll slap the window a little
2: bit. Oh God. <laughs> okay. you, you <laughs> slap the window a little bit. Crash. <laughs> 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 you feel that cold glass on your hand. and she says, i I would just like to stay up here till everyone can come back to the main floor just so we're all in accordance. So if your friends would like to look around, I think this is a great time to do so, and then I can take you down to the basement.
1: Uh, no, I'm Listen, I'm just doing this for you. Uh, I, I just want to get out of here as quickly as possible. I've had a long day. So have my associates here. Can we just get
2: a head start on the basement, please? Why don't we all go to the basement now? And then bring your friends back up here later.
0: Sebastian, do
4: your best here.
1: Okay. Uh, Charm person, please.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Wisdom saving I was hoping
1: I didn't have to fucking use a spell slap.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she failed. She got a three. Read me the exact wording of charm person, please.
1: Yeah, you attempt to charm a humanoid creature you can see within range. Must make a wisdom saving throw, which you failed. If it fails the saving throw, it is charmed by you until the spell ends or until you or your companions do anything harmful to it. The charmed creature regards you as a friendly acquaintance. When the spell ends, the creature knows it was charmed by you.
2: Please don't touch anything. Wouldn't want you getting hurt. Let's go. Sebastian, I will take you downstairs. We will be quick and everything will be simple.
1: Of course, of course. That's, that's what we're here for.
4: Mm-hmm. I'm very carefully looking at this window. Just very carefully looking at the window. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: She brings you downstairs, opens up the hatch to the basement and starts going down. It is rather dark. She lights a candle at the bottom. I'm standing at the top of the stairs. No, this
1: this won't do. It's too dark to go down the ladder here.
2: Yep, there's a candle right at the bottom. Plenty of light from up top. Let's let's, come on, chop, chop. All right, all right.
1: (laughs) I go down the stairs. Ladder.
2: Sebastian, we're going to deal with your stuff first because I need to know how long you can distract her. Then we'll go back up top and give you guys as much time as we we think Sebastian got you. Okay, got it. <laughs> here we are. Uh no exits, no windows, so everything should be fine.
1: Okay, okay. Um, now the no exits thing—that's uh, that's really <laughs> yeah. getting me here. Um, now, now, what 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 exactly is this basement used for? If you don't mind me asking, storage. Storage. Okay. Uh, yeah. what am I seeing around here? Um,
2: boxes. Boxes stored goods in them okay
1: now curious curious because you know when when you when you talked about the boxes upstairs you also called them storage i I don't i'm just curious why they aren't down here you know there's plenty of room these are
2: uh uh these are glasses these are bottles these are uh more wine related items while upstairs those are where we keep everything for our dinner parties that we have upstairs
1: Oh, okay. Dinner parties, dinner party. You know, I've I've been thinking about having a nice little dinner party. That's great. You
2: could host it upstairs. Are you ready to go back upstairs?
1: What, what, are, you, what are your prices looking at for like dinner parties, just in case oh, I would like to come back, uh, you know?
2: You know, you have been such a doll and so great to work with. I'm sure I can give you a discount. I know, and I would love to come back
1: and actually be able to chat with you, you know? Like, if, if we come back for a dinner party... It would be wonderful for you to host it. We could go over some food options. Uh, do you guys serve food here? I'm sorry, I only see wine. Some cheeses would be wonderful. Maybe a nice little steak. Yes, cheese <laughs>
2: is wonderful.
1: Of course it is. Oh my gosh, what's your favorite kind of cheese?
2: I, okay, well, you got enough oh time for now. We're going <laughs>
1: back upstairs I'm not doing this for so much longer. <laughs> uh, mm. a doctor who podcast your fortnightly home for all the latest news and reviews of the longest-running science fiction series in the world each episode will update you with what's happening in the world of Doctor who is that not the most beautiful Doctor Who logo you have ever seen then we'll review an episode from Doctor who's 60-year history which we promise will be filled with lots of very serious discussions
5: this is the definition for chumbly
1: receiving a b- or taking
5: a now I was gonna say, do Louis through like weird weekends with different doctors. This lady over here just got you to sign her knickers from
1: 1986. Yeah. Does that happen often? <laughs> yeah. Not um, as often as I'd like. <laughs> and if that's not all, we'll have guest presenters, interviews, tier lists, and more. So join us, Matt and Billy, for the review of Death from Pickaxe, a chat about the greatest show in the galaxy. Available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Guys, 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 listen. I know, I know. Everyone is like, Oh, Ryan, why can't you edit quicker? I want Cast Party every single week. Man, listen! It's hard, okay? I have big boy things to do. I'm doing my best. But hey, you know what you can do in the meantime? Hop over and listen to The Homebrew. The Homebrew is a DD and d 5e actual play podcast but set in a wild and engaging sci-fi world.
5: What? Wait, hold up. Did you just say sci-fi world?
1: Yes, Sander. Sci-fi world. Go away. This isn't your ad. Sorry about that. Uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. The homebrew. They have created such a fresh and unique story. And the best part is you can jump in literally wherever you want. They've provided entire previously on recaps if you want to just jump right into the action or you can start fresh from the beginning. They're less than 20 episodes in with runtimes right around the same as Cast Party for easy, digestible episodes at your convenience. So what are you waiting for? Caught up in Fendrea? Take a jump through space and check out The Homebrew, a DD and d play podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Hiya, cast and crew. Today, we're going to be talking about something incredibly important. Mental health. I mean, we're all trying to survive a global pandemic. Things are tough, especially now. That's why it's crucial to find outlets to talk about and help your mental health. Dungeons & Dragons can be an incredibly beneficial outlet for help with that. Personally, that's why I started playing. The pandemic just hit. I was stuck at home with my best friend, the director, stuck at his, six hours away from me. We all got together and started a small online campaign so we could be with each other in the Forgotten Realms. It may not have been in person, but it helped us all more than words can describe. Which brings us to one of today's sponsors, another outlet to hear stories about other people's personal struggles and recovery, a podcast hosted by Jay Schiffman a public speaker, coach, and host of Choose Your Struggle. Jay interviews experienced individuals on the topics of mental health, substance misuse and recovery, and drug use and policy to help end the stigma and normalize difficult conversations through empathy and vulnerability. The Choose Your Struggle podcast is hoping to make it easier to have open and honest conversations about these difficult topics. That's why Jay tells his story. And offers his show as an outlet for others to tell theirs. Help us end the stigma and ensure that those who need it get the help they deserve. Because we're in this
2: together. Blueberry Jet Xander. Xander hears the familiar latch opening for the basement. Checking out
4: these boxes. I mean, I would rather perceive, but technically, I guess I'm investigating. I wanna look in the boxes, under the boxes.
2: The minute you touch a box, your hand goes right through it.
0: (gasps) Big boxes, big boxes, illusions.
2: And now that you know that this was an illusion, you see what was actually in the center of this room. There is a crystalline sculpture that looks to be a snake coiled up in an open space and eating its own tail.
4: Ouroboros sculpture
2: now that this illusion is gone you can see the light from the outside sparkles on this sculpture and it seems to be giving like the the whole room an ambient light give me investigation now that you're looking at the sculpture eleven you can see the snake is coiled it has four main coils and you can see that they actually articulate quite a bit like you can turn them
0: Almost. (gasps) It's like a puzzle.
2: And instead of actually a coil, now that you're looking at it, it actually just looks like four circles stacked on top of each other that will rotate.
4: Do they have like symbols along the side that could match up?
2: It looks almost exactly identical all the way around each circle and none of the circles look any different than the others.
3: Does it look different than the painting on the bottles?
2: I'm going to describe the painting on the bottle to you. There is a snake coiled around a wine bottle eating its own tail.
3: The crystalline snake in the middle is not
2: around a bottle? No, it's around like an open space. I think we need a bottle.
3: So do we have a bottle laying around anywhere by chance? We got
4: shelves with bottles.
3: Can I grab one and put it in the crystalline snake in the same direction that it is in the painting? You put it in the
2: crystalline snake and now in this room, you can see the light seems to hit the sculpture in a very different way. It hits this bottle and it gets concentrated towards the opening, which sticks into the snake. And now the snake itself is glowing. Each circle of this sculpture now glows mainly one color. And around the room, it actually gets darker. As the ambient light is now focused all within this crystalline snake. Each circle of this sculpture seems to be shooting out a light in one direction. There are three different colors of light. One of the circles is blue. One is white. One is red. The other coil does not seem to be casting light at all. In fact, it's doing the opposite. It is shooting a black spot onto a nearby wall. It is stopping it from receiving ambient light. It's almost like it's shooting darkness out in one direction.
4: Are there any indications of colors on the walls? Besides from the light? Like their own colors?
2: The only thing around the rooms... The paintings? Is paintings.
4: Did they have... Specific colors to them?
2: Not specific colors to them, but I can tell you what the paintings are of. Okay. There are eight paintings. There is a sea lion, front half lion, back half mermaid, that is sitting on a rock in a desert. There is a large mammoth that is standing in grasslands. There's a green dragon that is flying over a rainbow. There is a goat standing at the edge of a cliff. A deer skull covered in dirt and flowers. There is a wingless, featherless bird. There is a unicorn on its hind legs neighing. There's also an owl in its nest inside of a tree with its eyes closed. So you have these three beams of light and one beam of darkness.
4: There's no color indications on the stained glass or on the wine label, right?
5: No. All right. I think the black one should go with the deer skull and the wingless featherless
2: bird. I will say these are like a single point. This darkness would not be able to hit more than one painting.
4: Oh. Can we
2: turn the snake by chance? You can turn each of the coils individually.
4: So let's point the black at the skull, maybe? The blue at the sea lion?
2: As you move the blue to the sea lion, the painting seems to glow. And it now appears like the sea lion is underwater. (laughs) Ooh.
4: Do you think white should be unicorn or mammoth I think
5: it's mammoth because the
2: white might turn into snow
4: oh yeah 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 yeah
2: now the ground is covered with snow as well as on the mammoth's trunk a little bit can can we point the black towards the owl the owl painting shoots its eyes open and it's now nighttime. yes <gasps> fucking good call Jet uh
5: red what could red be green dragon?
4: Wingless featherless bird phoenix. Let's go.
3: Oh, Oh.
2: yes. The bird ignites. Becomes a phoenix. Blueberry, the wall in the corner of this room begins to open. (laughs) It looks like it's really a staircase going downward. You also start to smell sewage.
4: I'm going to creep downstairs stealthily towards Sebastian. Sebastian.
2: Do you hear Sebastian come up with something that you're talking about with how how roundabout conversation did you get? Uh,
1: yeah, do you uh, do you guys have you guys gotten oat milk here yet? Uh, we don't use milk in any of the wines. I've told you this six times already. Okay, but like you can <laughs> pair it with a wine, right?
4: Right before right before I come down, I'm gonna just pull a Jet by his wrist, pull him downstairs with me, and be like, "Come here, I need you to move a barrel."
1: While she's down there and we're talking, I want to look at... I don't even know her fucking name yet. You don't. Um, You have not asked her. (laughs) her. (laughs) I would like to cast Hideous Laughter.
5: Are you sure you want to do
1: that?
2: What kind of save is that?
1: Wisdom save 13.
2: 30-20.
5: Oof.
2: And your concentration... Sebastian, run up! ...on Charm Person drops.
4: Uh Uh-oh. Sebastian, run up!
2: I need a wisdom saving throw. Uh
1: Uh-oh.
0: 11.
2: He says, stop. You are now under the effect of the command spell. Oh, 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 this bitch.
1: That only lasts six seconds. I thought I could make her prone and run up. I didn't think I'd have enough time.
2: Roll initiative.
0: I'm still on
1: the (laughs) second floor. Okay, okay. 18.
2: 17. 9. 4. That is this woman's turn. She got 21 on initiative. Running right by you as you are stopped and climbing up the ladder. She sees Blueberry at this point. She runs to one of these boxes and grabs a wine bottle.
4: Well, if she leaves my um, range, I'm standing right at the door, right? Like kind of... Oh, yeah. I guess and
2: you're right. I'm ready. right there with her.
4: I just want to try to grapple her if she tries to leave my range.
2: Give me contested strength.
4: Oof. That's a three. I got a four.
3: Fuck. I was going to say, I'm right there with her. Could I be helping her?
4: Well, if she leaves your range, you could try your... Because
2: oh. I'm I'm standing right next to you. She's trying to get by you guys uh, and go up the stairs as she grabs this wine bottle. So if you also want to give me... I mean, she gets at least a reroll as well. She doesn't have to take that four. But Fuck!
4: I've been rolling so bad today.
2: What do I have to roll? Uh, Strength. 15. She got a 13. You're able to grab her. She still has her action, though. She screams as you grab her, and she says, You wouldn't fit out the window because you're too fat. Oh, my God. Give me a wisdom saving throw. (laughs) Oh, my God. 11. Okay, that fails. You're taking three psychic damage, and you have disadvantage on the next attack roll you make on your turn you just got mocked boy oh my god that hurt sebastian your turn
1: so i'm in the basement am i am i done with command
2: i'm gonna say yes so initially because you okay. were gonna, you were starting to try to like move upstairs when blueberry told mm-hmm. you this was basically to stop you and then she moved so actually it says on their next turn mm. so i'm gonna say you're stopped Okay. I'm pretty much frozen then. I can't really do much, can I? Unless you can come up with something that uh, you could do while stopped
1: that you want to do. I'm I'm downstairs. They're, bo- they're all upstairs, right? I can't even yep. probably see them at this point. Nope. I'm going to just wait it out then, I guess.
2: You can see Blueberry's feet as she turns around to try to grapple. Xander, you're up. Jet, you're on deck. I hear the commotion and kind of like walk down the stairs a little bit. I mean, you're able to get to like, they'll say, uh, the, there's like a little landing uh, in between these two sets of stairs because it goes like up and then around a corner. Yo, what the what the hell? Um, Jet has her grappled right now.
5: Can I can I still like shoot her with an eldritch blast while she's being grappled?
2: <laughs> yeah, you get you get advantage too. <laughs> oh
0: my god!
2: All
5: right, sorry if this hits you, Jet. You seem to be struggling a little bit.
2: You better aim good.
5: Not great. Um, thirteen.
2: 13 hits. Eight. As she gets hit, she yells. She's like, get out! Out! Jet, you're holding on to her. It's your turn.
3: Okay, I want to grab that glass bottle, right? While I'm holding on to her. And then bonk her on the head
2: with it. Give me an attack roll. Twelve. Twelve does not hit. <sighs> I guess if you're grappling her, do you also get advantage on attacks against her? Ah. Makes sense. Mm-mm. Sure. Ah. Sure, go ahead.
4: Technically, rules is written you don't get advantage when you're grappled because it's not the same as restrained.
2: Isn't grappling a type of restraint or is it different? I would consider it a restraint, right?
4: Not by rules. It just means your speed is zero.
2: Dang it. So I can't. All right, Jet. so you grabbed this bottle. You tried to hit her on the head. She's squirming a lot. Blueberry, it's your turn.
4: I can't push her down the thing because she's grappled.
2: I'm also
1: down here still.
4: How many feet away from me is Sebastian right now? If I look down the thing.
2: I mean, he's basically at the bottom of the stairs. Technically like five feet.
4: I want to thorn whip him up.
2: Oh, okay. Okay, you want to like try to pull him up the ladder.
4: Yeah, it's going to hurt him, but. Hmm. (laughs) Give me a attack roll. Fourteen.
2: That hits. All right. Do your damage.
4: Oh, five piercing. Oh, what? oh, did you hit max? <laughs> Almost max. Oh, shit. That's prickly. But I <laughs> yank him up.
2: We'll say you're able to yank him up to the point where he's on the floor.
4: And I want to, um, with my movement, stand between her and the stairs, if that makes sense.
2: Jet. I need a wisdom saving throw with advantage. Again? uh, Nine.
4: Oh, no. You
2: are now charmed by her. <gasps> oh, God. And she says, drop me now. Yes. You can do so on your turn. That is the end of her turn because she cannot do anything else. That was her action. Sebastian, you're just pulling yourself up. You're basically like in the space that the trapdoor is in. Break a concentration.
1: Mm-hmm. We're going to try hideous laughter one more time.
2: Wisdom save 13. That's a nat 20.
1: Oh my god, dude.
2: Yikes. Where are you moving to, if you're moving at all?
1: I want to be between her and the front door.
2: Okay. Blueberry's being between her and the upstairs. You're trying to be between her and the front door. I kind of want
1: to just circle her in and make sure she can't move.
4: Yeah, still circle. Like, Mm -hmm. still within five feet of her.
2: Yep. Xander, it's your turn. Mind sliver? What kind of save is that? Int. Int. She got a 12. I don't know what your spell save DC is. 13 for this one. I don't even know
5: what the spell does.
1: I was going to say, I don't think it breaks concentration, but it stops her next well, thing, Well, it right? does psychic if damage. If it does
2: damage, I have to roll concentration. Oh,
1: I didn't realize it did uh, damage.
5: You drive a disorienting spike of psychic energy into the mind of one creature you can see within range. The target must succeed on an intelligent saving throw or take 1d6 psychic damage and subtract 1d4 from the next saving throw it makes before the end of your next turn. Two damage. Chat, you're no
2: longer charmed. Yes. Oh, thank
3: you. I don't have to let go, right? It was only when it was my turn. Nope. And it's your turn.
4: Into the hole.
3: Throw her into the hole. You're able to just bring her over and drop her, and then we're gonna shut that door and we're gonna put a barrel on top of it.
2: I will allow you to shut the door on your turn. Nothing else.
3: Well, can I can I shut the latch and then take like the end of my hammer and put it through there so that she can't
2: undo the latch? Uh, we'll see you on your next turn. Blueberry, you're up.
4: I am going to use my bonus action to wild shape in. Two, A, brown bear. Okay. Okay. And then with my action, I'm going to shove a barrel on top of the door.
2: You're doing one of the small barrels nearby?
4: Yeah, as long as it's heavy and covers the door. Give me a strength check. 16.
2: You're able to pop it right back. It's amazing how heavy this relatively small barrel is. And you can hear after you do so, there's banging coming from below.
4: Someone add more barrels on top of this. More? Yeah.
2: I think we'll be okay with just
5: this one, Mr. Mr. Mrs. Bear.
4: I mean, if we've got six seconds to spare, someone add another one on top if you can.
5: Are you telling this to us as a bear?
4: <laughs> oh, I can't talk.
2: <laughs> 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 I'm just going to say we're out of initiative.
4: <laughs> I nudge another barrel.
2: That's pretty fucking cool, Blueberry.
4: I don't know if I can lift as a bear.
2: I'll help her. Jet, with your passive athletics, you could just do this.
1: Okay, um, I didn't do a good job
5: at that. Uh, what'd you guys find? There's some dope ass paintings up there now. Okay.
4: I start going upstairs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> can Blueberry go up the stairs as a bear? <laughs> can she fit through the door? You calling Blueberry fat? I didn't mean that in a bad way. I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: You guys head up the stairs and you see the wall has moved whoa
4: I'm like pointing for Sebastian at the at the window and at the sculpture and at the door
1: oh okay so the light shined in through the sculpture and you guys match it to the paintings and then the wall opened. Brrr.
5: Thanks. You make it sound so easy, Sebastian.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I w- I wouldn't have gotten it if Blueberry didn't fill me in. Are right, you guys head down the staircase? Yeah. You continue down this long staircase. Your girls are going deep into the earth.
4: I want to bear a nudge with my nose onto on Jet, and then nod towards Sebastian's thorn whip cuts.
3: Brrr. You want me to take care of that? Okay, I'm going to, uh, yeah, land hands. You were hurt five, so we'll, we'll give you that five.
0: Thank you. I
3: want to just rub his arms really good, you know, like where he's hurting. You okay,
1: buddy? I still feel itchy.
2: You continue down this long staircase. The smell gets ever so slightly worse with each step, and eventually you come to the bottom which leads into a sewer to your right is a large grate where liquid is coming out and pooling in the center of this channel to your left. The corridor continues and alongside the shallow channel to the left, a fair distance down, it turns to the right. There are like little walkways on each side. There are rats and cockroaches all over down here, and a bunch of them that seem to run away from you as you start making noises. It is also dark down here. Light. You pop out your light, and it looks like from where this is going, there is only one direction this corridor goes. So this corridor heads to the left, goes for about 120 feet, and then heads to the right. Onward.
4: Well, I want to check right here where it's turning to the right. I want to sniff around the
2: walls. Does the bear have that thing where you get advantage on sniff checks?
4: Oh, it does on smell.
2: Alright, you're sniffing, so give me advantage.
4: 17.
2: You're sniffing a lot around this wall. You are smelling traces of people, because people do use this way. And they seem to go down the corridor.
0: Mm.
4: I keep going.
2: As you kind of get closer to this wall, you see some light coming from around the corner. Flame of some sort.
4: I gesture to um, the camera light, and I, I shake my head.
5: I, I trust you, blue bear E.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Top tier. Top tier.
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> I'll turn
0: off the light.
4: The bear gets down on the ground and army crawls, sneaking.
1: Should we? Are we being sneaky here? Should we, yeah, should we be sneaky here?
4: Uh, this, this is a sneaky bear.
1: Sneaky bear. Your actions are your own. But Colin hasn't asked for sneakiness. That's why I'm bringing it up. I will want
2: cell checks from everybody.
1: All right, there we go.
2: Oh, no. Same.
0: I got, I got a, a 19. 19. Hey. Yeah.
5: I got 12. I got a 6. You didn't change, Jet. We told you to change. <laughs>
2: As you guys head down, Blueberry, you're the first one to start hearing a conversation. Seems like there's two different voices. So, uh, how many rats do you think are down here? Uh, at least 20 at any given time. What do you mean at any given time? Well, they got stuff to do. Sometimes 20, other times 30. Never thought of it that way. Must be crazy being a rat. (laughs) Ever tasted one? Ew! <laughs> As you hear that, Jet's shield blinks against the stone wall behind you, and they both go, "Huh, Vec? Is that you? Huh, <gasps> Vec?
5: Ness? And Jinkly? Wait, we know those names. Jet, play play it cool. Be Vec. Um, uh, Vec here. <laughs> Give me deception. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: um. That's a five. You hear them go, 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 go. You start hearing movement and a metal gate close around this corner.
4: I'm coming around.
2: You're running, Adam. Yeah. Blue Bear E runs down this corridor, and you can see that on the right there are two torches on the wall. It seems like these. This is where they were standing, and there is another corridor going to the right. This is completely away from the actual sewage portion. This seems like something built into the walls here. And as you run up, you can see that there is a metal gate that is now closed and locked, and there's a bunch of light coming from inside this room.
4: I want to ram the fence.
2: As you do so, you look inside this room. These two guys are both sitting mounted crossbows uh, and take two shots at you. What is your AC?
4: 11.
2: You do have partial cover because of this gate. Ooh, The one clinks off of the gate, and you can hear the other one. He shot it before the arrow was completely loaded, and you can hear a chunk of wood snap. And he goes, oh, fuck.
4: I'm ramming my forehead into this, uh, my forehead and my front paws into this gate.
2: I want a strength check and
3: initiative rolls. As she does that, I wanted to uh, take my shield out and try to ram it with her.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll say you guys are there. You're going you to have one of you do a strength check with advantage.
3: Okay.
4: That eh, should probably be you.
2: 19. Yeah, hey, uh, you're able to break this door down. Everybody give me initiative. Five. 15. 22.
1: 16. Are me and Sebastian still
2: sneaking? If you guys want to be.
1: I only got a 12. Did they, did they see me? Would they have heard me?
2: You don't know because they went inside before you guys even rounded the corner. Cool.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be all sneaky.
2: Jet, you are first into this room. It is about 30 feet wide and 20 feet deep. You can see that there is a corridor going straight and a corridor to your right. They are in two opposite corners of this room. One of them is still on a crossbow. The other one seems to be like trying to fix it and looks up at you. Oh, no. It's your turn.
3: I want to run in and swing my uh, Warhammer at the closest guy to me. Are they are they like grouped up together or no?
2: They are in opposite corners, so you can choose which one you want to go after. Do you want to go to the one that still has a crossbow working or the one that the crossbow is broken?
3: The one that still has a crossbow working, please. Give me an attack. 21. That hits. 10 damage, and then I would also like to use thunderous Smite.
2: Is this lethal or non-lethal, by the way? Uh, non-lethal. You don't have to roll the damage if you don't want to.
0: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) He had 11 HP,
2: and you hit him against this wall with your thunderous smite. Seems to fall unconscious Uh, as the other one yelps. He looks like he's about to ready to scream.
3: Does he get affected by the audible, like, boom that happens with that and the pushback?
2: Thunderous smite only works on the one creature, and he's, like, 20 feet away from me right now. Okay,
3: because it goes within 300 feet of me. That
2: boom. Oh, it's that loud? Mm-hmm. Yes. This echoes this chamber.
4: Sebastian, your turn. This is fine.
1: Okay, I'm going to walk in. There's only one guy remaining. Mm-hmm. I would just like to um, to cast Vicious Mockery on him, please.
2: Okay, this is like a big kind of Ophi doofus who looks at you relatively scared.
1: Even fucking better. So, Sebastian has been taking a lot of notes from Cleo and would like to retry a limerick, please.
2: Okay. Oh, no. I'm,
1: I'm excited. I once knew this guy from the Phoenix. Ashened, if you could believe it. Friends with Wajinkly, his pecker small and wrinkly. Oh, sorry, let me get you a Kleenex.
0: <laughs> 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 that, was, that was actually pretty good. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, he he got a 10, which I know fails. Uh, So how much damage is he taking? Uh, Two.
1: (laughs) And he has disadvantage on the next attack, though.
2: He goes, what? (laughs) How? uh, That's so. Oh,
4: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to try to non-lethally bite this man on the arm. His crossbow arm. (laughs) 19. That hits. Six damage.
2: Okay. He's looking really rough already. He's uh, starting to bleed a little bit.
4: With my multi-attack, I will non-lethally scratch the same arm. 18. Hits. And I just want to scratch him across the face, actually, not the arm, and just knock him out with 10.
2: Definitely. Yeah, you're able to swipe him across the face. He falls back into this corner. He actually sits up. He, like, ragdolled to the point where he, like, kind of looks like he's still sitting upright.
4: Whenever he does heal, though, he's going to have a really sick scar, like, across his face.
2: True. It'll give him that confidence boost he needs. He's just bleeding a little bit. Um, It looks like it'll (laughs) heal, but, like, heal in a cool way.
4: Yeah. It was mostly, like, the force of my powerful bear claw that just knocked him out. (laughs) (laughs)
2: I'm keeping us in initiative. Oh, Ooh.
4: great. That's, That's a good sign.
2: What would you guys like to do? There is the area behind the two crossbows that is going further, deeper into this cavernous area. Is there
4: anywhere here to hide like from the the area that continues on? Like hide behind a corner or something? You know what I mean?
2: There's an area going straight that opens up into a small room. And then it seems like people could definitely be hiding in like the front corners of said room there is another area further back that continues going and that hallway turns to the left as well as there's a second hallway from this room that goes not straight forward from the the entryway and that room looks much larger, again, has areas that people could be hiding.
4: I, as Bear, would like to go into just the next room and hide behind the wall from the next exit to that and go make Bear pose Like, I'm getting ready to pounce on whoever runs through.
2: Like those taxidermy bear statues? Yeah. You head into this next room. It is a small kitchen area. Rice, bags, beans, stuff like that. And you're able to kind of hide.
4: Yeah, I want to prepare an action to claw down at whoever shows up uh, past this hallway. But hopefully I'm hidden from view of that corridor.
2: What are the rest of you doing?
1: Can I can I go into the room that Blueberry just went into, but go, so she's at the doorway, like, up. Can I be in the back corner facing the doorway, just crouched with, like, crossbow up and ready in action to shoot whoever comes in when she claws down?
4: Are you behind a thing?
1: Is there a thing to be behind?
2: You could, like, move one of these boxes uh, and try to try to hide a little bit.
1: Can I move one of the boxes and then put a flower bag on top of it and then, like, use that to perch? (laughs) Hell yeah. Cool. Because then it'll look epic if someone shoots, like, a bolt of fire at me and the flames just (laughs) all over with the flower. And ignite the
3: flower? That would actually be kind of dope. Yeah. Can I just listen to see if anybody's
2: coming? Give me a perception. Seven. One of these guys definitely has a deviated septum, and you're just hearing... (laughs) As he's breathing.
1: (laughs) come in here and just stand menacingly in the center and we'll use you as bait.
3: Um, I'm going to go over where he wanted me to and I'm going to stand exactly like how Blueberry is.
1: Just in the middle of the room. Thank you.
5: I'd like to check behind one of the guy's ears just to see if they have the tattoo. They both do. I will stand farther down the hallway than the others so that I'm still like stealthy stealthily hidden wouldn't be seen immediately when people walked in.
2: what's Nomura doing?
5: He is at the moment playing with the two pieces of broken crossbow bolt and he's uh just like lightly like poking the the guy <laughs> on the ground with it uh,
2: no. <laughs> You guys stand for a minute. It's only a couple seconds, but it feels like a very long time. And you hear from down this corridor that you're looking at. Fifteen feet in from the doorway where Blueberry and Jed are standing. Uh, and it turns to the left. You can hear. Please, we'd just like to talk. Do we recognize a voice? So you don't recognize this voice. What is there to talk about? Please, we don't want any more to die. Put down your weapons, and we will sheath ours. Let me see you. I am trusting you. I'm withholding my action. You can hear another voice. A voice you do recognize. No, you do not do this. They attacked me once, they'll attack you again. You cannot trust them. Is that the guy from the house? That sounds like the guy from the house that you left in Valrith. In the captain's house.
4: How would they know who we were? They've only heard the boom.
1: They haven't seen it. I'm sure he recognizes that boom. That's what fucking crit him that time, right? Oh, yeah.
5: We didn't kill him, though. We made sure to keep him alive. Yeah, but we killed his partner. That was an accident.
3: Yeah, but still, he didn't see it as an accident. We killed his partner and left him to die.
5: Technically, we didn't leave him to die. In his
3: eyes, we tied him up and left him there with nobody
4: knowing where he was. I am bare.
5: Xander is now upset because of how that guy worded things. He's going to break his stealth fully and just walk forward. No weapons out actually technically bro you guys attacked us first i'm just saying none of us have our weapons out sebastian put away the crossbow for a moment just like hold that back um none of us have our weapons don't come at us though saying that we attacked you first homie you you came at us you want your sword back here and i'm gonna throw that on the ground keeping the belt
2: (laughs) (laughs) you're walking all the way in xander you're going in first you turn this last corner to that small hallway It leads to a larger room. There are only two people in here. A half-elven man with the sides of his head shaved and long hair going down his back. The man you met in the captain's residence. He currently has a short sword in his hand. It is not menacing. He is holding it by his side. There is also an elven woman here. She's tall with dark brown hair. She's a younger elf, but has a look of exhaustion on her face. She has a scimitar at her side. Her hands are currently up, and she's facing your direction.
5: So, bro, good to see you again. Like I said, there's your sword. He goes. The sheath.
2: I'm keeping the belt <laughs> for now. Okay. Alright. He drops the short sword on the ground, steps down to grab his katana, feels the weight of it in his hand again.
5: Now listen, when we went into that house, you attacked us, and the owner of the house was a demon. It was a literal demon. Like, imagine if he had come back and you guys were still there, probably would have been a lot worse. I, I did wrong by your buddy, promise it was an accident, but we're not here to, like, take any lives. Those homies out there, they just sleeping.
2: See, they are already fighting us. They didn't come here to speak. Again, y'all attacked us first. My name is Mariv, Ludin of the Ashen Phoenix. What
5: What does Ludin mean?
2: It is our term for leader.
3: Oh. Can I walk in behind Xander? Just not saying anything. I just want to throw my shield and hammer on the ground.
4: I'm still a bear in my spot. I have not moved an inch. I look like a taxidermy bear. Rawr.
2: (laughs) Give me performance, actually. I'm curious how still you're able to stand. Eleven. (laughs) It's pretty good.
4: I keep blinking.
2: Swaying a little bit, but also at this point, no one's next to you anymore. Sebastian, you continued down, right?
4: I'm committed to my craft.
1: Yeah, I was just about to say I was going to follow. I I put my crossbow down. I'm going to have it at my side until I see him put down the actual katana.
2: He doesn't seem to be doing anything. He's holding it.
1: Yeah, I, I'm just saying, I want to hold it until he
2: does something. She stands with her hands up. I assume you have been sent to kill us?
5: It was requested, but that's not our goal. So... Look, we're kind of in a situation across the board. And we're just looking for some, we're just looking for gold that we heard was taken from the voiceless. That whole fire situation that happened a couple nights ago at Haven. I guess they lost a bunch of money. They couldn't pay us for the job that we did to help uh, Cleo, the pink lady, where we met uh homie right here. <laughs> so we're just, we're just looking, we're just looking to make some money. We don't want to kill you. That is that is a 100%
2: truth. So... She gestures to a corner of this room. You can see a ton of chests and boxes. We have money. I mean, this is mostly the Voiceless. Yet they weren't able to pay you, were they?
1: Nah, they haven't really paid us for shit, honestly.
2: I cannot just give it to you.
1: Well, that's kind of the issue here, because we need to leave with that.
2: And so you will strike me down where I stand?
1: I mean, we don't want to, but how much is your life worth?
2: How much are the lives of everyone in Pastau worth? I'm the only one trying to help them, and you're going to try to kill the only person trying to help the common people.
1: No, 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 again, we're not here to kill you we're just offering payment for your life (laughs) you can stay here you can continue to change past thou as you see fit honestly I don't fuck with the voiceless I tried to get these homies to come chat with you and possibly do something but listen we're past that we just want the money we don't even want all of it. All we're looking for is 50 platinum. If you give that to us right now, we leave. That's, that's, that's it. Plain and simple. You don't have to worry about us. You can go about your business here in
2: out. We're not even going to be here anymore. That's it then. That's it then. Leave all the problems behind.
1: That's what we like to do, honestly.
2: Take the money that is going to go to medicine for the sick. Those who can't afford it because of the high taxes, the voiceless charge. You just want to take it and leave me, yet condemn hundreds in past out death.
5: Yeah. Oh, hold, uh, on. <laughs> oh, hold on. Hold <laughs> on.
3: I morally can't let this happen.
2: We need this money right now. The voiceless are on the run. We finally have a chance to stop their tyranny.
4: The bear is slowly crawling around the corner.
2: Are you trying to be stealthy?
4: Yes and no. I'm more like just trying to be like... (laughs) (laughs) Involved? Yeah.
2: As you turn this corner, they were not expecting a bear. This katana man does not know your ability to do so. And you can see he immediately raises his katana.
4: I don't look threatening. I'm just a little bear. Little big bear <laughs> on the ground looking puppy dog eyes.
2: And you can see that she takes a deep breath and closes her eyes. We were told there were four of you. Not told there was a pair.
1: Oh, uh, no, that that's the fourth. Sorry.
2: Shapeshifter. Yeah, she does that sometimes. <sighs> The other man has not put his guard down. He simply says, They will not help us. They are only here to hurt us. We must kill them. It has not come to that yet. You are formidable. Your friend would say so. Boom! He takes that little jab, winces a little bit, closes his eyes, and does nod. All you want is gold, yes? That's that's our main goal,
3: yes, but... If there's a way that we could help the people of the city, we might be able to do something.
2: I have a proposition.
4: (laughs) Bear
0: rolls its
2: eyes. (laughs) (laughs) What type of proposition? For me, you have two options right now. Your main goal is getting the money. Strike us down here and take it from us. Or help us, and we will pay you
5: how could we help you and how much are you gonna pay us for it
2: i will give you everything in these chests if you can help us kill all of the voiceless to stop their tyranny
3: what if we said we don't want to kill anyone
2: i mean your friend just said he would kill hundreds of innocents just to take the money
1: God, okay, you're taking my words a little out of context here. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's not me saying I'm going to go out and slaughter hundreds of people. Let's just
5: get that straight here. It's uh, it's one of those things where we're foreign aid. Do you really want to have to rely on foreign aid for the whole thing? I just feel like it's like an outside police force coming in and just doing something that they don't need to be doing. And it's just, I don't know, I don't know, dog. Like, it's not on me directly or Sebastian.
3: Let's let's just strike everything that he's said in the past and just restart fresh. My name's Jet,
2: and I want to put my hand out to shake her hand. She has not moved forward enough to do so. She is a little frightened. Marif, please. The Voiceless is a failed organization. They haven't even put in proper roads for the people of Pastau. You've seen it. Dirt and Crime are forever in Pastau. You can't escape it. It's spreading disease and sickness. We don't want another outbreak of the saprophytic plague now, do we? So, to
3: save the public, you're also killing the innocent?
2: The voiceless are not innocent!
3: Are you saying that you have not killed innocent on the way?
2: We have only killed members of the voiceless and those who help their cause.
3: But why does it resolve to killing every time?
2: Some people deserve death. There's ways of working around it. How? We do not have a proper prison system in pastau. What would you do with them? That comes with time. Yes, you just tie people up and leave them. Yet they come back to haunt you.
3: That's that 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 that's a different story.
5: Would you have preferred us to kill you? Is that the thing that you're you were hoping for there?
2: I was on the lucky side of it this time.
5: All have been on the lucky side of barring your friend. Sorry. As far as I know. As far as we know. We don't do the whole killing thing. Do you not? Not on
2: purpose. Were you the ones in Visage? We
5: didn't kill. One of us almost got killed.
0: Yeah.
2: So you were there? Yeah. So where are Vecnus and Wajinkly? I
5: don't know. That happened after hours. The store's closed.
0: (laughs)
2: Seems you may be responsible for more deaths than you thought.
5: Okay. Again, our bad. Question, though, because at the moment... The Voiceless are pretty buddy-buddy with the Valorith Guard. What's going to happen there? As soon as we go after them, that's going to put all of Valorith against us, which in turn will be also
2: super against you. You see her eyes glow a little bit. She opens wide and her eyebrows raise. You didn't seem like a political type, though we have thought of this. The Voiceless are nothing right now. They have no allies. The Valorith Guard, they parade around. But reinforcements from Valrith have not shown up after the fire. This shows us, the Valrith Guard, have given up on the Voiceless. Two things will happen. The Valrith Guard may try to come back and take back their land. She does air quotes. We need to be allies with Valrith or have backing from other cities. The Voiceless never looked anywhere else but passed out. We will create a system of connection. Between Pastau and close by cities. They didn't even set up trade routes between Duford and Pastau. Traders just show up and hope they have what we want. Don't we need a system? We have thought of this. We promise we are here to make Pastau a better place. A global city.
3: How do we know that you're not just saying all these
2: things? Can you prove it in any way?
4: I want an insight check.
2: Give me insight. Eleven. She seems like she is determined. Like this is a cause she fights for. She simply nods and she pulls back her hair to reveal a gray feather behind her ear. We take the gray feather as our symbol. It is a sign of peace and tranquility. It represents a time of calmness and clarity. Mine appeared after a turbulent time in my life as a symbol of hope. We bear this symbol for the people in Pastau to give them their much-deserved hope and peace.
5: Oh, okay. Dope backstory. That's tight. Let's say that we take you up on the proposition, and we get rid of the voiceless. Would you accept running them out of town? And if yes, you give us the reward that we are going for. Y'all leave us alone, we leave, you handle everything else. Like, we don't want to get caught up in another second job, we just want to take the money and dip.
2: How does this sound? We attack the voiceless together. We wait for the rest of the Ashen Phoenix to come back from their rounds. Full assault on Haven. You don't have to kill anyone as long as you don't mind that we do. It will not be blood on your hands, you will be paid, and you will not be expected to stay in pass uh,
1: they have a minotaur.
5: <laughs> but I'll be honest, the full blown assault sounds dope as hell. Can we can we have a moment to talk to 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 ourselves for a moment here? Just a moment, one moment,
2: please. She nods. I would like to speak with Dugrin.
5: Okay, all right, y'all. This sounds so cool. We can't do this. It's kind of messed up. But, like, dude, come on. How often do you get to be a part of a full-blown assault? We got army against army that's just, like, hopping in there. Just finger-blasting everybody. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> it, it's cool as fuck, but th- that's just more killing, man. Like, oh. there's going to be
3: so much blood on our hands. Even if we don't do it physically, we're still aiding in all of that death.
1: Exactly. That's the same as us taking this money and having people die because of lack of medicine. It's the same amount of deaths on either side, no matter which option we choose. It could be more. Okay, all right.
4: I turn back into myself, and I look annoyed that I have to do it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, if we do this and they pay us with all that money, all those people still don't get that medicine, right?
1: Exactly. They're just using us at
5: this point.
4: They still wouldn't have this money to help all the people that they're saying if we take it, then they can't help
5: them. They might have the resources for it, though, because the Voiceless will be gone. They won't be taking up those those resources. I'm not saying that, like, killing is, is a good thing, but regardless, this is a finite amount of people that we know would go away. The medicine thing those people could survive regardless.
4: Honestly, I'm kind of down because, like, Jiria's always been a dick and, like, he's constantly threatening Bro. us. So, like <laughs> Kovar was our only buddy and he's dead. But he's dead because these people killed him and he was our buddy.
1: Correct.
5: I think that this fight is going to happen regardless. Like, whether we're there or not, the Voiceless are going to end up in a fight with the and Phoenix. Exactly,
1: and look at the blow that the Voiceless just took, losing Haven. Like, they lost one of their big commanders. They lost their whole frickin' stronghold. They're gonna go fight them no matter what. Whether they have this money, or they have us. Why don't we just take it? They're gonna win this battle that you see how defeated the Voiceless have been where they had to call on us again.
3: So why can't we just walk in and do it without taking lives? If they're so weak right now, why why does that mean that we can't
5: just go and take care of it ourselves?
4: Because they don't have a prison system. They don't have anywhere to put
1: these people.
5: Yeah, we'd take them out and then they'd get killed by the Ashton Phoenix anyway. Look
1: what happened when we told them where Vecnus and Jinkly were. They clearly didn't come back here.
3: We don't know for sure what happened to them.
1: They weren't there when we got back and we told Jaria where they were. We can't say
3: for sure that they're dead.
1: They had the information on where those two were. It's been days, man. They're clearly not here. They're still looking for them. Oh God, we killed Vecnus and Wajinkly, didn't we?
4: Yeah. Well, we knew that, we just didn't want it to be our doing.
3: Oh, but it's hitting me now. We actually killed them, didn't we?
4: We didn't kill them, we captured them. We
1: handed them right over.
3: What were we thinking? Why, why did we do that? We were
4: thinking they tried to kill Sebastian. Drew. Tried to slit his throat. Out of nowhere, for just doing a simple like pickup job, that had nothing to do with them.
3: Listen, I don't want more to die, and I also want to help the people in this city.
1: We already said it wasn't our duty,
3: though. Yeah, Jet, this is this is out of our hands. But at the same time, how can we let these people suffer? Wouldn't you want somebody to help you if you were in their shoes?
1: Well, of course. But I don't think they're going to suffer for long. But they're still suffering. What do you mean? Yeah, but if the Ash and Phoenix are are as holy and righteous as they say they are, and they're going to change all the city, you know, they're going to make it all better. So wouldn't you take that chance to help them? They're going to do it regardless. But they need the help to do it. If we help them, we're killing people.
3: If we don't, people are dying.
1: Us being there doesn't change anything.
4: Doria is a dick, that Minotaur is kind of a dick. These people are also dicks because they tried to kill Sebastian, but that's why they're going to pay us a lot of money.
3: One goal in my life is to help the smaller guy. And I want to help the small people in this world. I don't care if it's our world or not. I want to help them. If it comes down to where we have to
5: storm wherever, I feel like we have to do it now. One thing to keep in mind, Jet, is right now we're kind of the little guy in this world. We got us. We don't know much about this place. We got to make sure that we're looking out for each other and only each other. I mean, that's just kind of where, where we're at right now.
1: I am totally okay with going through with this. I'm just saying that both sides have their pros and cons. I just think there's an easier way. What way? Just take the money now and get out of here. This city's going to be in disarray for as long as we know. It's going to happen no matter what.
4: I think we should end it.
1: If you guys are okay with, with doing that, then absolutely. I'm with it. I'm here 100%.
4: Join them and the voiceless.
1: Okay. I'm with you every step of the way.
4: These guys have demonstrated way more just bringing up the idea of helping people than the voiceless ever did.
5: Mm Mm-hmm. All right. So, we're in? It sounds like,
3: sadly, the most moral decision that we can make.
1: The violence is there, but, I mean, at least they have a plan for reconstruction.
3: They actually have a plan, like you said. The other guys haven't said anything about plans. There's no plans to help anybody or get any medicine, get any food, take care of the roads, take care of the buildings...
5: Nothing. So if these guys are gonna actually do something, let's just do it. We even heard people talking about it in the streets, how much the voiceless are not helping.
4: But also that was like one person, so it's not really big indication.
5: We heard it though. We heard it more than
1: we heard about the voiceless. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To be fair, even if it's one person, it's still one more than we've heard from the voiceless.
0: Mm-hmm. So
3: it's decided? Yeah.
4: Guess so.
1: I'm in if you guys are.
4: We just got to make sure we're not going to be punished for what we have done against the Ashen Phoenix.
5: Good call. Yeah.
4: They'll let us go with at least 50 platinum.
1: They said we could have everything already.
4: But this is supposed to go to helping people, right? Do we really want it all?
1: We'll just take what we need.
2: I want to lead us back. You can see that Mariv and Dugrin were speaking quietly as you guys walk up. They look up at you again. You're not running at me, swinging that hammer, so...
3: We've decided to help you on certain terms. We're only going to take the amount of money that we need. We want to leave more for you to help out the people. We also want to make sure that after this is said and done, that we can walk free and we won't be punished for our crimes against your people.
2: One of the best things about change is being able to change yourself. That's why we preach for new beginnings. If you do the right thing now, that's what matters.
1: I want to... He's going to know. I want to cast Detect thoughts on Katana guy.
2: He is right now relieved, but anxious. He is thinking about Haven. He's thinking about battle strategy. And he's most thinking about how he has to fight with you. And that's prompted by Marv saying, Are you going to be okay fighting alongside someone who was once your enemy? And he nods, Only if I get the sheath back. All right, dog. Viva la revolution.
3: I have one more request. During this battle... Can you tell your men to kill as little as possible?
1: More of a siege than a slaughter.
2: If we are being attacked, we will have to counterattack. But I can tell my men to kill as little as possible. I cannot guarantee that will come true.
3: I want to again put my hand out to shake her hand. So we've come to a deal.
2: She steps forward, puts her hand out. Come to a deal. The other man, who is standing back, finishes putting on his katana. He walks up, put his hand around the woman, and says, "I always got your back, May." And for today, that's our wrap.
0: The Delphire's
1: fucking daughter, May. Ah!
0: Oh! What <laughs> the fuck! <laughs> oh! What? <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. Join us next week on our behind the scenes episode. We'll talk about all this craziness. We'll talk about the month after April and before June. That is the Doubtfire's daughter, and you get to hear me talk about how hilarious Ryan's reaction was to that because <laughs> that was just insane. Two weeks next episode. Goodbye, everyone. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye.
5: I lost my mouse again.
1: Where's
0: That one mouse?
5: hit hard,
1: dude. I would... Uh, Jesus. Hey, you. Yeah, you. You. The one listening to this right now. I've got a question for you. What are your thoughts on destruction, mayhem, and a crazy mystery about a plague wiping out all of Fendrea? Okay, I figured you'd like that. Now, what about murderous rampaging goats breaking into a human cast party? Yeah, I kind of knew you'd like that too. Which is why you need to head over to patreon.com slash and check out our bonus content in the after party. Releasing May 1st, our lovely Anna Brisbane ran us through one of the brand new Candlekeep mysteries involving a 16th level fungal plague mystery. If you're looking for a more serious, compelling, stressful, and dark adventure from the cast party crew, this is where you'll find it a two-part adventure featuring over three hours of content in part one alone. Now, if combat death, zombie mushrooms, a literal angel, and spectral ghost knives being thrown about aren't your thing, don't worry, we've got one-shots for everybody. Like April's The After Party, where we all ran through a Grant Howitt one-page adventure called Goat Crashers. It's the party as random goats crashing a human cast party. Now, there's still some death. Okay, maybe a lot but like in a ridiculous, hilarious, absolutely nonsensical way. All these and so much more can be found at patreon.com castparty. You'll also gain access to our community discord and live listening parties we do for the release of every new cast party episode. <clears throat> We're listening live with patrons right now. Someone needs to tell Xander to chill with the conspiracy theories because it's kind of interrupting the show. Can you please help me? You'll also gain access to behind-the-scenes episodes where we chat about the insider info on each Cast Party episode and a bunch of derailed nonsense in between. So be sure to head on over to patreon.com castparty to become an official part of our cast and crew for bonus content, discounts, and access to our merch giveaway that we do at the end of every single Cast Party episode. Speaking of, this episode's merch giveaway winner is... Megan M. Megan, we've already chatted. Your threads are in the works. Now, I just have to make sure Xander doesn't steal the package again. But if you want some Cast Party merch of your own, head on over to cast-party.myshopify.com. Thank you all so, so much for listening, and we'll see you in two weeks for a brand new episode of Cast Party. See ya! What are your guys' opinion on those frosted sugar cookies that you get at, like, Target? No, with they're the garbage. Colorful frosting. They're garbage. Fuck you. They're garbage, no, dude. Nom, top, nom, no, nom, 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 Top tier cookies. No, thing. are you kidding me?
4: I wouldn't say top tier, but I I want
1: to eat it. No, the, but, okay, so, yeah, no, you're right. Maybe not top tier, but when I eat them, I'm eating the whole box.
3: Dude, I can't yeah. even have one. They're too dry, first off. And second, the the frosting doesn't have, like, any flavor to it. So good, It just though. adds more to the dryness. <laughs>
1: I don't want a dry yes, cookie. You need a
4: beverage. Huh? You need a beverage. Yeah. It's a cookie. It's not supposed to be dry. Drink water.
1: Vince, you come across as a crunchy cookie guy to me. Am I right?
3: No, absolutely not. I, my okay, One of my good. favorite cookies is uh,
1: the... Chewy Chips Ahoy?
0: Yes! Yes! Thank you! Yes! yes!
3: <laughs> God, and chewy um uh, oatmeal raisin cookies are the bomb. Yo. Oh. For real. Them and then good old Snickerdoodle. Mm-hmm. What's
1: up? Hey. Nigel, I need your opinion now. Uh, we're one, well, we're technically two for one. Um, those uh, sugar cookies with the colorful frosting, yay or nay? Our
3: friendship rides on this, okay? So choose wisely.
5: I love them. <laughs>
1: <Fuck>! Thank you!
5: <laughs> they are so freaking good. Okay, I'm so sorry. I had to pee so bad.
3: Colin?
1: <laughs> what? I'm gonna disown you. I need one person on my side. I don't think he likes them actually. Colin, those those sugar cookies with the, the colorful frosting.
2: So good.
0: Oh, yes! Yes! Oh, yeah!
2: Dude, I, I love those things. <laughs> They're so good! They're so good, dude.
0: <laughs>
2: How do you spell sassafras? I don't even know what sassafras is. So.
1: S-A-S-S-A-F-R-A-S?
5: It's uh it's the thing that root beer is like almost based on. That's sarsaparilla, <laughs> isn't it? Oh, shit, you're right.
1: What are we talking about?
5: Is sassafras a real food? <laughs> what the hell is sassafras?
4: Sassafras is a plant.
1: What? Is it really? No, it's not.
4: Sarsaparilla is probably from sassafras, but I don't know that sassafras is the genus of three extant and one extinct species of deciduous trees it's a
1: hallucinogen
4: oh that's (laughs) even
5: better
2: that's so cool what all right i'm writing this down also
4: sarsaparilla sars also it's sarsaparilla not
2: sarsaparilla it's sarsaparilla but it's you the the r is silent for some reason
4: uh yeah so sarsaparilla and sassafras completely unrelated just both plant based
5: (laughs) in response to the r is silent what is a mute pirate good one exactly thanks i will uh be taking my leave now wait what's a <laughs> oh, what's a um, mute pirate uh, oh the r's
4: pi pi <laughs> no
5: know.
1: because pirates go r but if he's mute he can't or like
5: so you're just
4: that's why i said pirate without the r I pi eight.
5: <laughs> no like like r matey like that, that R. Uh-huh. So you guys
2: all head towards New Beginnings Winery.
5: <laughs> um,
4: Wait, what's the,
2: what's the punchline? I know, I'm line? so
1: confused. <laughs> Th- that is the punchline, the fact that you're silent.
2: Why, hello, welcome to New Beginnings. Are you here for a tasting? Oh my gosh, that is so wonderful. I highly recommend our newest wine flight. It is just delicious, and each wine is made by a highly talented individual. First, we have a dark red by Sean De Jesus. It's light and fluffy, which makes no sense for how dark it is, but when you see how much food coloring he adds, you'll understand. We also have a dark rose-colored wine by Rosendo. He claims to put a piece of himself in every barrel, and we are not quite sure what that means, but it is delicious, so we don't ask questions. We have a wine that is served mold and aged in oak barrels from Jesky Fire. No one can quite pin the taste, but the warmth will make all those cold thoughts go away. There's a beautiful blue wine, which we have no idea how that happened or what it's actually made of, but that's from Eric5, and it is wondrous. It will completely stain your mouth blue, though, so you might need a straw. Wybab Flow has come back again this year after winning last year's competition, but this time with a new upgraded version of his Bob for Wine game. This time, you dunk your head in the wine barrel, and instead of fishing for bottles inside the barrel, you just fill your mouth and swallow right from the barrel that everyone else uses. Yes. Yeah, it's just, it's just the one barrel. Yes. And finally, we have a playful little thing by St. E. Love. It's a harsh red wine that bites back no matter what you say to it. Delightful. Oh, you'll have 12? Well, thank you so much for supporting us. And an even bigger thank you to all of our winemakers.